0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: When I was five, hired out to watch a baby, and they beat me when they cried. I consider that too much of a price. Even though I'm thick-skinned, some of the scars stay with me for life. I ain't never been the type to spin around to the other chief, putting up a fight to me and my people's all a free. Four brothers, four sisters, thick family. I'm the fourth child, you following mathematically. Guards in my veins, I can feel it in my soul. Three older sisters never seen again when they were sold. When they came for my brother, my mom's made them a promise. Whoever tried to take them she's and Open your noggins. Mommy was a rider, spiritual advisor, security provider. That's why I'm a live buyer. When they ain't take my brother, I felt the power inside of me. Influenced by the moment, I'll never settle for slavery. Heavy metal weight in my head as a teen. Now with seizures, left and strange dreams. From the tribe of Asante through grandma modesty. Being free, holding my own, just a part of me. You thinking about coming after me? Better bring your faculty 20 miles away before you even know what's happening. Cargo on my train and it's something like traffic. I'm Harry conductor, I ain't never lost a passenger. I'm plotting on my escape and I'm married and feeling patient. I'm outy with no and You silly for conversating. I'm breaking and while you waiting and i make it. I'll be sure to get the safest route to travel and be back for you with bait. September 17th, 1849. Me and my brothers Henry and Ben said it's mine. So we left for Maryland, headed towards Freedom Land, but they feet lead up. So we turned around and went back to the owners. Believe me, I didn't want to. Had I knew my brother's scared, we in the bottom, a little while later, man, I ran away again with this time, straight, Dolo fan backs to the wind, in the middle of the night in the winter, in the cold, I was navigating on the Underground Railroad nah, it ain't a literal train it's a form of resistance just with the railroad theme, so a station's a safe house, where the runaways go, and the runaway slaves are considered cargo, the person who hit him considered a station master and the stockholder's the one who will put the cash up, me, I'm the conductor I transported the cargo routes that I took, remain secret. I took an old boss, of so my train, you get on. There is no rebelling, grown man said he turning back, and I had to tell him, fam, why you had me bring the metal out, cock it back, point it at your head, and bring the devil out. There's no going back, besides you going snitch, and I'll kill you where you stand before you sing behind the whip, running from slave cash. Just a bounty on my head until my whole fam free I don't really care. Had a 10 year span with 19 or so trips, I don't free so many slaves. They calling me Moses during the Civil War. Because of my skills, I became the first woman to lead a armed assault. I am Harriet Tubman. You need to fall back a conductor. I never ran my track. train up the trap. You thinking about coming after me? better bring your faculty. 20 miles away before you even know what's happening. Call it on my train and it's something like traveling. I'm having it.
0: I ain't never the passenger.
2: Good evening, everyone. You are on a collaborative radio show tonight with Sister Angela Thomas from.
0: Like and we
2: have Brother Brian Harris from.
3: From Gary, yeah. Indiana independent
2: black voters. And of course, right here in the air chair is your homeboy from the BK, Brooklyn, New York, Rodney. This this is going to be a show tonight where we show how we can come together, our sisters, our brothers, different platforms, all in one place to talk about what should be a pressing issue to each one of us, and that is the upcoming presidential election. But before we get to the upcoming presidential election, here in Las Vegas, did you know that there were municipal elections today? Oh, yeah. Municipal, did you out there in the listing audience, did you know that there were municipal elections today, and did you go vote? And we're going to talk about voting tonight amongst the issues that are important to me, to Brian, to Angela, and hopefully to all of you. If you would like to call into our show to share your opinions, your comments, you can dial area code 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600, press option one to talk, or if if you have to get on the road, you can dial in that same number and just listen. But if you press option one, That'll give me a signal on the keyboard that you want to chime in. So without any further ado on our first show this Tuesday night in June, as Juneteenth is rapidly approaching, Angela, yes. talk to us.
0: Well, been an interesting
2: day in the news. I don't know if you
0: guys caught Mr. John Stewart giving it to Congress for our 9-11 brothers and sisters that came to the rescue in our uh, most needed hours, eight-second response to New York police and firemen. An eight-second response, I don't know, maybe I missed it, but I never heard that before when talking about um, 9-11 and the firefighters and police officers. I had no idea that it only took them eight seconds to decide whether they were going to do their job or not. and They all showed up and showed out, and the past 18 years, we've lost so many brothers and sisters uh, due to illness, mysterious cancers, everything. But Mr. John Stewart, I, anybody that thought that he, you know, I've had my moments with John Stewart, but today I was proud of him, and he really showed up and and showed up for both firefighters and police officers. Uh, the, a point that really touched me, he said, this needs to be in reverse. We need to be up there where you guys are in Congress. And most of the seats were empty minded. And you guys need to be down here explaining to these folks who are all in the spite of their lives. Explaining to them what the problem is. Why is it taking so damn long to make up your mind? None of you got Last time, five years ago, when we were here, everybody on that subcommittee tweeted out stand for your 9/11 responders. They stood up for you. You know, they stood up for you when it counted. Everyone you guys tweeted, and you know, it was fine on Twitter when you tweet your support. But now it's time to shore up that money again. Most of the subcommittee was not even there.
2: Well, for those of you who have ever visited Congress you will actually find out that most of the time the seats in the halls of Congress are actually empty. Unless it is a very big, uh, well-advertised event, something that is getting a lot of hoopla, they t- it is pretty empty. So that is actually not unusual. But I will say it happens because the people allow it to happen. Brian, I see you got your listen on with the finger point. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes. Listen, our, our, our vote, our agenda. Folks, uh, it's interesting. Um, a couple of years ago, created the Independent Black Voting Group, and the whole concept was that we, as black folks, have to basically create our agenda. Uh, we're in an interesting time here in the United States where we're seeing unprecedented growth as far as uh, job opportunities, etc. We're seeing uh, business opportunities, but we also have a lot of landmines ahead. But you still have a lot of issues that go unnoticed and unlooked to a forum when you come in the black community. And uh, because of our world piece sometimes,
1: we've been put to the back of the bus. Uh, I listen to a lot of both sides of the,
3: Republicans and the Democrats, and a lot of times they're talking about the same old stuff. The Republicans tend to push abortion and anti-immigration, and the other side, the Democrats, want to push for immigration and LGBT rights and um, anti abortion. So while these are um, important issues, when I vote, to be truthfully, as a black man, they're not in my top five. Uh, What's your top five? You look at my top five, I'm to start off. Social injustice. Even today, it's being, even swept up the street, disproportionately African-Americans, and specifically African-American American men, are still being killed, unarmed by public servants. People that are supposed to be there to protect and serve are still a trigger when it comes to somebody who is black. And the get-out-of-the-free card is, I feared for my life. And even when you look at what comes into social injustice is the judicial system and in in how it's even treated. We just recently had a black man who killed a person uh, in Minnesota, and he, a policeman, and he used the I feared for my life, and he went to jail. But when they put the script against us, and they say, I'm fearful for my life to get out of free. Yeah, free card. So social injustice is my number one issue and what I vote on. We have to get to the point where we don't accept either group to say, oh, we, we got you. Uh, we're going to deal with mass incarceration and we're going to deal in the judicial reform. But the, the problem is, let's stop putting our brothers. Harsh than any other groups. You all talk and give me your top three, but to me, the third one is the health of the uh, the world. Climate change is real. Climate change is real. They they say that again around the mid time of this of uh, 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 of this century, a good portion of the oceans will be dead. Well, guess what? That field, that feeds a big portion of the people in the world. When you have dead seeds out there, when you have temperatures that arise to the point that it's not going to be dead seeds, it's going to affect everything from, from uh, vegetation to, to, to all types of food chains, we're in trouble. And that's something that is important to everybody.
1: That is because I understand as an independent black voter, I'm not just
3: concerned about what's going on in the black community because we live in this world. But I am not concerned about immigration. I believe that it is a woman's cho- choice to, to, to bring a child to the world and not. Her body is her own. I believe that there should be some type of immigration that makes sense, but we should not be keeping people out. But these are, but they are not on my list of what I vote for. Anybody else's opinion? Saturday was
0: global ocean. Okay. And the statistic that startled me was by, uh, they predicted by 2030, the ocean will have more plastic in it than fish. By 2030, mm-hmm. it's 2019, I don't know about you but 2030 is right around the corner, right next door. That's, that's, uh, that was pretty startling to me when we look at our own country. Uh, Malaysia just I was Malaysia just sent several hundred tons of of waste that we take them to dispose of for us. They just sent back I, yeah, We got so much garbage over here. Uh excuse excuse you garbage, garbage back in there. there. We have to do something proactive about how we're just wasting things and we gotta do something about that.
2: Well, no, huh? <laughs> let make lawn chairs. Maybe the making of lawn chairs is partly why we have so much plastic out there because we're using so much. You know, one of the things that, you know, Brian talked about history issues, and some of history issues are part of my three issues. Uh, in this country, i just put it to you like this as far as African Americans are concerned, possibly our number one issue is white supremacy. Uh, white supremacy in every form that it takes whether we're talking about uh, unequitable wages that have always been for people of African descent uh, whether we're talking about uh, Plessy versus Ferguson uh, anniversary it was just a couple of days ago where black men weren't even considered real men we're having people going to jail uh, we just had a movie come out uh, and talked about the case of the jogger in Central Park that was alleged that, who was allegedly raped by five uh, black boys, not men, black boys. But at least one of them was sentenced as a man and did hard time and has literal scars to show for it. So for me, the number one issue for black people is white people white people who believe in white supremacy. It is also for those who stand silently by and say that though they may not be raised, though they may not participate in those types of actions, but very similarly to the Germans in the 1930s who stood by and watched the dictator rise to power and ultimately watched their own people walk to the gas chambers that's what's happening in america do you all know that nazi germany got its idea of extermination and how to deal with their race problem with the jews from america we get the point and for those and, and this is a message to my brothers out there who say hey why should i ever fight for white man's war well let me tell you something that the Nazis had a final solution for us too. And we wouldn't be here today had it not been for many of us who came before us that went and not the white man's war, it was a war that protected Africa actually and it sure enough protected us here. So my number one issue, my number one concern is white supremacy. And I'm not talking about white supremacy in Europe. I'm not talking about white supremacy someplace else. I'm talking about it worldwide, of course, but specifically right here on these shores in the United States of America because most of the ills of black people were started by white people, were perpetuated by white people, and are still being carried out against us in their attitudes towards us. Some people say they believe in the post-traumatic slave syndrome. I said, I think you all have it wrong. It is not what slavery did to the black man that is hurting the black man today. It is the attitudes that white supremacists still maintain from the slavery of yesteryear that is hurting black people today. So, yes, health care, I'm interested in health care because it disproportionately impacts minorities and poor people. But my number two issue actually is education. And I know a lot of people may not think that education is that important, but let me tell you why. It is my number two issue when it's dealing with African Americans because many African Americans don't know who they are. They don't know where they came from. They don't know their greatness, nor do they know what was perpetrated against them and still being perpetrated against them. So it's almost as if black people are walking in darkness. But that's not what's really hurting us the most. It is the attitudes that white people have, even the good ones, because they have been conditioned in white supremacy madrasas that we call the United States Public Education System, to discount anything and everything that black people have done throughout the history of the world and even the history of this country. So because they don't see us as having contributed to anything and that everything we have, we got from them, they see us as valueless with no work. And consequently, many of us are conditioned, are indoctrinated with the same philosophy that we are of little value and contributed little to the world, not to mention the United States of America. So we have to integrate and incorporate African-American history and culture, African history and culture throughout all education, all curriculum, It doesn't make any difference whether it's first grade, pre-K, or schools of higher learning like colleges and universities. African and African American history and culture must be integrated throughout all curriculum to ensure that we know who we are, what our contributions have been, and that other people, especially those who would harm us, know what we've gone through and know what we've contributed to the world and to the United States. So those are three of my, my big issues white supremacy, uh, education, and health care.
3: Oh, uh, interesting you say that because I call it miseducation and not education because the problem we have is through miseducation, people will fight harder for their beliefs of the miseducated. Just as you said, our history has been slanted to give that America is great and has never done anything wrong. So therefore, you're not able to really, if you don't know your eons, and it's not putting it it's like this, i believe that. We're told never forget to get and left. But we, we're told when, uh, we, we were told with uh, the Tulsa riot, oh, get over, just keep moving. It wasn't that bad. When we're told of all the destruction that came against us, we're told to get over and forget it. And it is not even put in the history books. And that is a disservice real history because people do not understand that there has never been a level playing field. Now, interesting to talk about the fact of, of uh, uh, supremacy. Supremacy is equal is simply this, economics. Economics has always been what's driven. It's, it, it drove the Europeans to come to America and expand in America and to kill the indigenous people for their For their land because it's always been about economics and unfortunately somebody's got to be on the bottom so the whole belief has from from the supremacy drive that we should never be on the bottom because we're supreme and as we speak and this goes back to the wealth and inequality when one percent of the people own fifty percent of the wealth in the world then those people who believe they should be at the top and not at the bottom and are there, they don't blame the people that have put them at the bottom. They blame the people who don't look like them as the reason they're at the bottom. So it really, when you talk about the the two issues, or your big issues, they fall right into the issues that I hear, and that's uh, social injustice,
1: which is caused by there, and also um, wealth inequality. And those should be some of the
3: issues that we should be reaching out to all parties, the Democrats, the Republicans, the Libertarians, to say, we're going to support the people who first talk about our issues, but secondly, do more than just talk about our issues. Because we should be tired of lip service. We should be tired of people, when it comes to election time, to find the buzzwords to say around us. I think we're getting lip
0: service Like
3: You don't think we're in dire times now? I,
0: mean, I, I be in dire times now, yeah. but I, you should have more lies than you. I
3: totally agree with you. I'm just, <laughs> but I'm just, I didn't say they wanted to take a bullet. I'm saying they would, and you know what? They couldn't be bought off. And, and those are the things I'm saying right now. There's there's no more, many people who are saying, you know what? I have my conviction, and I'm going to stand on that conviction, come at high walk, who's going to say, you know what? I want to talk about the black issue and not the minority issue. I want to talk about the black issue, because what is happening, unfortunately, is we're lumped into everybody else's category. We've allowed that. We've allowed it. Exactly. Diversity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone have
0: to get back in America. I do believe that there are issues it's to us that we must be
2: firm on both
0: addressing to address this to us. Period.
2: Absolutely. So, one of the things that is happening this week here in Las Vegas is we have a presidential candidate that has made it into the debate. Into the debate, so she's going to be on the stage. Her name is Marianne Williamson. Now, I really didn't know much about her, and I still don't know much about her now. But I did get a chance to hear a little bit, and I did read up a little bit on it. But what has impressed me the most about her is that she has come into our community, and she's the time there. She's not just doing a, 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 yeah. she's doing a town hall meeting tomorrow night, Wednesday, at 7.15 at American Legion Post number 10, which is located at 850 Doolittle, right in Las Vegas, right in the heart of the west side. as American Legion Post number 10, 850 uh, Doolittle, right at the corner of Doolittle and 8th Street. Now, she's going there to talk about veteran issues and community issues and community issues. Uh, and, oh, by the way, if you get there soon enough while the food class, uh, she's going to provide some food, too, so it's always nice to break bread. But she's not just doing that, because in the past, some people have done that as well. She is also coming to our gathering Friday at the Westside Bistro from 12 to 1, and that's located at 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard. Once again, the first 20 people, she'll, she'll buy you lunch, so you want to sign up and get there early. But she's coming. she's coming a third time. She's basically living almost in our community on this trip to Las Vegas. Every third Saturday, we do a cleanup at the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. statue, right where North Las Vegas and Las Vegas meet. She's coming out there to roll up her sleeves and actually pick up trash with us as we continue to maintain the beauty and the cleanliness of our Dr. King statue. I cannot tell you one presidential candidate and most others that have run for local offices that have come to the statute period to yeah. do anything.
0: I think they attended one of our people like ops, oh, And it was during campaign season. That's right. Two years ago. She is not yeah. from
2: our community. Yeah. But she's coming in to hear. You know, she's going to give a little spiel about where, where she's coming from and some of the things that she wants to do. But what she said is after she, she's going to share what it is that she thinks and what she knows, she'll know more after we tell her. So to, to your point, Angela, she's coming to listen also. Mm-hmm. And I would say that let this be the first of many to come and actually spend time in our community just don't do a drive-by. We can do that all by ourselves. Come in and spend time with us. Get to know us. Find out what our issues actually are. That's what we're asking. So Cory Booker, your mother is here. Haven't seen you at the statue. Now maybe you've been there, but I'm inviting you out to the statue too. Uh, uh, Kamala Harris, I'm, you're our neighbor right there in California. You come to the gathering and shook sure hands. But come on out to the statue. And it doesn't have to just be the statue, but come and spend time in our community and listen to what we have to say. But I also say to us, and Angela hit on this point, we have to be able to articulate what our want and our desires are.
0: We have to, to do you that. And, that. And,
3: and we definitely have to be able to be mm-hmm. uncompetitive. Black, in the sense of sometimes we have to say, That's not our issue, this is our issue. We sometimes have to say, Look, talk to me about my issues, don't come to me to talk to me about somebody else's issues just because you're told these are hot buttons in the Democratic Party or whatever. Because, like I said, I'm I believe a believer that anyone and I'm telling you, uh, we have to be independent and listen to everyone. And I'm telling you, the biggest power is that we force everyone to talk about our agenda or choose not to. But we cannot let people continue to come in and talk about our agendas. Interesting, and I'll tell you, the independent black voters group, if you haven't joined the department, we have Republicans, we have Democrats, we have Independents. We value everybody's opinions on there. We have black, we have white, we have Hispanic, we have gay, we have a lot of people there. But one of the keys we to say is you're here to talk about my agenda, not to convince me about your agenda.
2: So, everyone, you're listening to a collaborative episode of
3: Independent Black
0: Voters Speak. I with black.
2: And we have decided to join forces to show how we can all join forces to sort of be a force multiplier and add
1: a little bit of oomph
2: to our word because numbers are power. If you're listening, you want to give us a call, you want to comment, or ask a question, 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600. Press option one and we will bring you on. This is just our first show, but believe me, there will be more coming. And if you like what we're talking about, let us know. If you don't like what we're talking about, let us know. If we didn't hit on what you think that number one issue is or those top three issues, call in and in 90 seconds or less, and I'm going to have you on the timer 90 seconds or less, tell us what you think our issues are. Once again, 347-826-9600, and press option one. And until we get some callers, Brian, tell us a little bit more why you started the Independent Black Voters Group and how it has grown, how it has developed. First, if you are not
3: remember, please, Facebook, Independent Black Voters Group. Again, it does not matter whether you're black, white, purple, green, but I felt like we did not have a voice, and I felt like our our, our issues were pretty much being dismissed. And the realization was, if we can get together and create a force to talk about our issues, then maybe people will start listening on our sides of the fence. So uh, back in 2014, 15, stuff like that, we reached out and say, let's create this voice. Uh, Let's put information on there in the people dialogue about it. We try to be respectful to your opinion. We have hard-line black Republicans. We have hard-line white Republicans. We have hard-line white white Democrats. We have hard-line aggressive Democrats. We have hard-line independents that come in. But the whole key we're trying to say, we want to change the direction of the next election and make sure that our issues are brought in. Because here's a, a point that I believe when you take care of the issues in the black community, it improves the quality of life of everybody. The civil rights movement was a great example. We were the shock troops. Our profile is died for civil rights acts and for the opportunities. And look how these groups have blossomed from that act. Uh, look how many people, the women's movement, the LGBT movement, the veterans movement, the, the disabled movement, they literally came from the civil rights movement. We have been the people who are forced to change, and the resolution has been that many more people have been included. But how many people are getting on our bad wagon to make sure that we are unwelcome? Folks, it is important that we first start by letting people know what we want. The LGBT group, I give them credit. They let you know what they want, and then they put money behind it. Money votes. That's how they win. We may give you votes, but we may not give you both money along with a strong agenda that says, you know what, I'll do a little selfish." So. The Jewish community. The Jewish community is about the Jewish community, and they make no bones about telling you this is what we want, and they get what they want because they are defined as who they are what they want, and they put money and votes behind it, and they're able to be successful. So we as a black community have to stop hiding behind other groups, get back to being proud of who we are, and set our agenda and say,
2: this is our agenda. What do you think, Ryan? Again, Mr. Independent. (laughs) Well, I am a nonpartisan, and many people have asked me, Rodney, when are you coming back to the Democratic Party? And my answer to them is I never left the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. And so it taught me a lesson that I have to represent me, and I have to vote for the candidate. I have to find the candidate or be the candidate. That best represents my issues and my community's issues, regardless of party. And if you look at the numbers, there are more people leaving both parties each month. They are literally dying because they are not listening to the people. And the people are getting fed up. Now, some of them are going to become libertarians and and Green Party, as well as others. But unfortunately, many of them are dropping out of the system altogether, and that is just not healthy for a representative democracy. We have to have the majority of eligible people participating in the system. I encourage black people, we don't need our own party. We just need to find our issues and support whoever it is that supports our issues. I became a nonpartisan to make sure that people are not confused on where I stand. If I was a Republican, they'd say I'm using Republican talking points. If I was a Democrat, they would say I'm using Democratic talking points. No, what Rodney's doing is he's reading the Declaration of Independence that was codified by the United States Constitution. And what I'm saying is I want all of that. I want all of it. And I want to hold those people who are in elected office to ensure that not only do I get it, but that everyone has it, but for sure that black people are no longer afterthoughts, if we're thought about at all. So I am actually now a proud nonpartisan. I will not be going back to the Democratic Party because I can't catch them. That's how far they left me behind. The Republicans don't want me, and that's fine because a lot of things that they do, I don't want, but me depart. party changes the numbers that much for African Americans. Whether you have a black president, white president, whether you have a Republican president, Democratic president, it doesn't really make a difference whether Congress is controlled by the Democrats or whether it's controlled by the Republicans. Because if we get upset with the Republicans, we vote in Democrats. We get upset with Democrats, we vote in Republicans. They know that most people feel as if they're on a plantation Two, red and blue, and they have no place else to go. Well, the reason why I played the intro song, Harriet the Conductor, was to show people that we don't have to stay on the plantation anymore. We, we can head north. We, we can go to Canada uh, figuratively to get away from this plantation mentality and let's get back to doing what we need to do for ourselves and what this country is founded on. That's what I want. Think about this right
3: now. I have a different slightly different strategy. Um, just think about this. I tend to uh, go and pick a party and guess what? It tends to be Democrat for the primaries because social justice and and uh, <coughs> social justice always wins with me. Equi- economic opportunity, inequalities. And those things to at least be discussed. So what I tend to do is keep them guessing. In other words, at primary, I will pick a party, which after the primary, I'll move back to a nonpartisan because I don't want them to count the numbers. I want them to basically listen to the people there. So the funny thing about it is, uh, while I don't uh, vote a straight ticket, I lean towards social justice and economic equality, wherever it may be. But I tend to, I do both my primaries because I think it's important to pick a party. But then I pull my numbers out afterwards because the more we have independent voters, the more they have to listen to something other than just what they were told by their party. And, and either works, I commend you. Like I said, I tell people you can't wait until a week before the primaries. Choose which group you're going to vote for, and then you after it, you can switch yourself back to nonpartisan. So think about it. There are strategies that we can use to get people's attention to say our agenda matters.
0: Absolutely. Well, it looks like the fans are all laid down. So, We
2: are going to take one call. 347-826-9600. 347-826-9600. Press option one on the keypad. That way I know that you want to chat with us. And let's see if we can get a call in before we uh, close out tonight.
0: My name is Michelle, and I have been listening to the call, and uh, I have a couple of good concerns, and I do agree with you that on several different issues. My number one issue is not so much with the uh, candidates. between my folks. We can protest all day long, but that's going to stop tomorrow morning. Everyone will wake up and go to work and it's a day. But a vote, it carries more weight. It make decisions and it carries weight in our community and how we develop financially and educational. As far as education, there's okay, two things that came up that I do believe are very important as well. The only thing that I will say, as far as education, I think it's very important for us. Uh, we as black to have our history. Implemented in the curriculum, not just uh, as an idea, but actually in the curriculum. Thank
3: you.
0: African American you. history is. Kids' history. history, yes. yes. Absolutely. I will be Thank you, Michelle, for calling in. On that note, we had a second night. Thank you so much. Independent.
3: Independent Black voters group on Facebook, our vote is not free. Okay. And then
0: it this. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It's well, a pleasure again. I appreciate you. With that, we've got to say good night. Thank yes. I don't know what I'm to do.